Hey guys, this is Max Fitzpatrick. Welcome to the Max and Tony Show. As you may know, my dad is in Seattle for his art show, Come Back with a Warrant. So we have pre-recorded a special episode with our pal, Penn Gillette of the amazing duo, Penn and Teller. This is part two of our Sunday School and Max and Tony Show collaboration. Enjoy. I'm a, I'm a little leery of the fucking word cops. You know, they begin to bug the shit out of me. Especially when it comes to comedy. Absolutely. I'm, I'm every bit as leery of the fascism from the left as I am from the fascism from the right. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, yeah. kind well, of pissed. Well, the fascism <laughs> from the left is, is, is helping the right, you know, tremendously. Absolutely. It really I mean, is, yeah. When, yeah. You, when you start doing stuff, when you set when up... you start te- diluting language. And you, you set up teams. When you set up teams, yeah. and then you say, well, you know, my team's doing this, my team's doing that, I'm still standing behind them. All you do is give power to the wrong people. Yeah. You know, no teams. No, no Except Loyola. We're, we're pulling for okay. Loyola. Okay. <laughs> what team is that? Uh, basketball. Speaking basketball. Of gambling, That's what I need to know. Yeah, yeah, doing the March Madness bracket there. He's a, he's a basketball fanatic. You seem a little Huge. short. Oh, man, come on. I can't play. Oh, I can't play. I but asked I him, can I watch. him when he was in high school. I said, uh, are you going to try out for the basketball team? And he goes... The shortest guy on the basketball team is six five, Dad. And that's in high school. There, I yeah. mean, there was a kid who was shorter than me, but he was so quick and never missed. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just, yeah, you're not, yeah. you're not going to get on the team with that guy. You would, you would have had a, uh, in my high school, when they found out that the, uh, the guy who was six foot seven, and juggled and had good hand eye. Was not a team player, wouldn't play basketball. That's yeah. when things got very tense in my high school. Tell them what you did I, when they made oh, you play man. basketball. I feel like I've heard Penn. this. He's heard this. He's heard this. No, he would hand the ball to the other the team. The other guy. <laughs> you know, which, which is also very Dada. You that's, know, they, they get so pissed. That's at a him. shame because I, Penn, man, I saw you as this all state basketball player, man. This like rugged rebounder that could get every board I'm, uh, there, I'm, man. Uh, I'm 63 years old and I got my knees. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's very true. That's very true. Penn doesn't relish the idea of fighting under the basket. No. Yeah. No. no. I, I, I'm totally joking when I say that. But it's. You I'm know, not a team probably player. Been, I, I can't. You know, I can't really. I can't really even be on Teller's team. I'm still for myself. <laughs> two, two man group still don't feel comfortable exactly. with like, that team. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, are Penn and Teller showing up tonight? I am. I don't care about Teller. I'll be there. Exactly. <laughs> you know, if we're on the Titanic, I'm open for a kayak. <laughs> you know? um, yeah, Teller is doing uh, Macbeth. Macbeth. And yeah. uh, it's going to be uh, unbelievable. It's going to be great. It also, you know what I love about it? Takes the fight out of him. Really? Oh, yeah. He When he's directing one of these shows, they're so hard. You know, he's doing a really difficult thing. He's doing Shakespeare. And uh, it's really hard. So by the time he gets back to Vegas during the weeks that usually the stuff about let's work on this, let's work on that. I got to sleep, man. Good. Penn gets to do nothing. I'm in in heaven when he's directed. I love it. You you guys have been a team. 43 years. That's amazing. 43 years working with Teller. And, you know, it's only because he's, you know, there is no better business partner you could possibly have never late for a meeting never makes a mistake yeah no drinking no drugs um true like ice like fire never makes a mistake yeah so absolutely that's and that's how you and a genius on top of it that's how you stay in the partnership have a partner who's perfect (laughs) yeah yeah that helps that helps i'm not sure i could be partners with mick jagger for uh, 43 years. <laughs> I don't think Keith was was either. You know, I mean, they had well, many... We, we are, know. we are, you know, when, when when you talk about other partnerships, remember, Teller and I have never not worked together for even a week at a time. It's been 43 yeah, years that's constant. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, amazing. Uh, Mick, and, uh, Mick and Keith have gone longer, but they've like yeah. three-year breaks, four-year breaks, five-year breaks. You know, and, and, and luckily some of those breaks, you know, Keith got his own band. Yeah. Made Talk is Chief, yeah. made Main Offender, made some great rock and roll records. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. I mean, I, that's a, a remarkable, uh, I mean, I think probably unprecedented in show business. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, who, who who you got? I mean, you got most people. You know, Martin Lewis that flamed out. Uh, well, yeah, that was four years, five years. Yeah, Keith and Mick. It's been itinerant, you know. Yeah. Uh, Some others brothers were a long time, yeah. but they're now retired. Yeah. So we are going now, to. Now one be... of them passed on, right? One no, of... no, still no, Tommy Dickey's yeah. still alive. But you know, yeah. I love I love uh, Tommy Smothers. I just love the Smothers Brothers. The you know, they were the guys who brought uh, the realities of the Vietnam War right into the living room. They did, they did, and uh, put Pete Seeger on the air. You yep. know, and you uh, know, big money. They were activists, you know, big in, money. in the best sense of that word. They were, you know, and they were uh, also doing a good show and also really funny. I mean, all yeah. those things simultaneously. Yeah. And uh, I think that probably the most important of that is the activist. But uh, funny and talented is also hey, good. Hey, funny works for me, man. I'm I'm all behind funny. Uh, you know, you know, you know. When people talk about um, <clears throat> how bad things are today, which they're wrong about, I always say, let's let's go back to '72. Absolutely. When National Guard are shooting students, students when the president campuses. when the yeah. president is absolutely crazy. And a felon, and a war criminal, and provable yeah, now. Yeah, we 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 got one of those now. And we're off the gold know. standard. Yeah. No, no, yeah. We have we have a stupid loser. Yeah. With Nixon, we had a real you, smart. You know, you 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 know the man. I know him very well. No. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I I would I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall for some of those conversations. Oh, we had a mate. We had a mate. There is one clip of me. There's one clip of me that I'm very proud of because most of the stuff, I mean, none of the stuff got on the air. But one thing did get on the air when Trump turns to me after he said this horrendous thing and says, is that, is that sexist, Penn? Is that sexist? And I go, by definition, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he's just uh, the thing about Trump that drives me crazy with the lefties because yeah. the lefties give him so much power. Yes. They say yeah, I mean, he's, he's really he's an Satan. imbecile. Yeah, he's you know? not, not even an imbecile. We give him so much he's attention. He's just a uh, 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 sad, desperate, not dumb, but not smart guy. Remember, yeah. if you had pick a stupid... You don't have to be smart to be shrewd. He's not shrewd. He's not shrewd. Yeah. You do not... You're not shrewd if your dad leaves you $300 million and uh, 20 years later, you have less than that. That's not shrewd. He's not a good businessman. Oh, I mean, no shit. I have more money than my dad left me. Do you have more money than your dad left you? Yeah. Okay. You're a better businessman than Trump. He has less. Even cheating and lying and so on. He, Bill Gates didn't do an NBC show because <laughs> no. he really has money. Or Warren Buffett. Yeah. You know, I mean, they really have money. And because of those two guys, a million and a half people in Africa did not die of AIDS. Well, yeah. And you Bill know? Gates may, may whoop uh, malaria. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah. Wow. I, uh, the, the the work that those people can do. Yes, you know, uh, Bill Gates takes on malaria. Donald Trump takes on Gary Busey. <laughs> <laughs> that's, all, that's all you need to know oh, about that man. weight class. <laughs> you know, he's, he's a Gary Busey of presidents. Well, here's the thing. They made a huge mistake because they called George W. Bush stupid. And George W. Bush is not stupid. George W. Bush, if he walks into a shopping mall, is the smartest guy in the shopping mall. Now, if he walks into the Hall of Presidents, he's not even on the list. You know, mm -hmm. Obama, Nixon, Jefferson, they're up there. Nixon's probably our smartest. They're up there. Crazy smart people. Okay. Uh, George W. Bush is not the smartest of them. He would be the smartest in this room. But he's not the smartest of them. George W. Bush, when he owned the Texas Rangers, traded away three 300 hitters in one fucking summer. Okay, well, that's... That's, that's what I know about okay, Bush. Okay. <laughs> but now, in the mall, George W. Bush is the smartest guy. Mm -hmm. In half the United States, Obama might be the smartest guy. In the mall, George W. Bush is the smartest guy. But probably walking into the shoe store... Uh, Trump is the smartest guy, but he's not the smartest guy in the mall. He's smarter than, you know, yeah. a lot of the people that you know, but not smarter than all the people that you know. Obama, smarter than anybody you ever met. Yeah. It's that simple. Yeah. And yeah. that's the thing. You know, I so you don't all... want to use the word imbecile 
you want to use the word not smart, I think, because that's more damning. Dipshit? Dipshit's fine. (laughs) He's absolutely that. And also, desperate, sad, didn't want to win, panicked. No, I I, I read yeah. I read the book. I read the well, Michael the, Wolf book. But the book is know. probably not true. The the guy who wrote the book's an idiot. I yeah. mean, you, you so know, you, you ask anybody be, who's ever written you stuff in New York. You want to be very very careful. But I just know because you want to believe absolutely something. did not want to win. No, no, he did. He was sitting there with his Big Mac and and realizing, holy fuck, I'm going to win. It's like you know what you know what uh, you know what Trump says. I'm eating mostly vegetables. I don't have any red. Oh yeah, I had that one Big Mac a little while ago. <laughs> I, I was over in Paris. I had a baguette with some butter. That's what Trump says. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? You know how mean I could be, Tony. Tony, Is that um, a surprise? How long have you known me? God, 35 years. Yeah, now? and does, if Trump says to you, does Pat ever get mean? You say, never. Oh, mean as a fucking snake. <laughs> Wait, you know, how, did, how, did you get, how did you guys meet? Did we, did we cover that? I'll or? tell you how we met. Okay. I would come to Chicago, yeah. and every single person would say to me, you're friends with Tony, right? I go, no, I, I don't know Tony. <laughs> so you and Tony, you go way back, right? No, I don't know Tony. Yeah, Who's met. this Tony? Who's this Tony? So People I, were saying the same shit to me. Like John McNaughton said to me when we first met him, we, we, you know, Penn Jillette. It's like, no, I'm a fan. You I met know, McNaughton uh, before you met Tony. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you're a huge Henry fan, aren't you? Huge. Okay. okay. So, so I went to Tony's studio and just walked in and said, hi, I'm Penn. Everybody thinks we know each other. Let's know each other. Yeah. And then we started dating. That, no, no. What you did was you saw the, the whole Houdini Well, that was after that I said I that. Yeah. Oh, and I right said, on. he called me up and he goes, how much is that Houdini poster? <laughs> or that Houdini piece? I said, well, it's already sold. He goes, who owns it? <laughs> I said, a nice guy named Mitch Markov from St. Louis. And Penn goes, he should die. He should fucking die. Nobody but me should own this. You know, he went on and on. And then you said a really funny thing. You said, you may not remember this. You said, that one I made for him, that's a study for the one I'm making for you. Yes. (laughs) My dad's smooth like that. And now I have that, Tony. It's a perfect architecture of, of, you know, uh, you know what? You got the better piece. <laughs> I did. It's called the letter to pen. It's yeah. one of these. You know, I was fascinated because my great grandmother actually saw Houdini free himself of his straitjacket in New York when she just got off the boat. Yeah. You know, and he was uh, throw man. the straitjacket to the crowd. You know, yeah. the immigrants down looking at him, and it was like for her, it was like he set them free. Well, his, know, his slogan. The, I defy the jails of the world to hold me. Yeah. What better slogan is there for immigrants? I defy mm-hmm. the jails of the world to hold what me. What better slogan is there for Tony? <laughs> <laughs> you know? I uh, no, I and, and Houdini became, I think, a deeply ingrained part of the American imagination. He's in the dictionary and the American yeah. possibility. You know, I mean, uh, whenever I get really angry about the country, I think about. People like Houdini, yeah. where mm-hmm. what he did wouldn't have been possible anywhere else in the world and but America. The best you know? thing about Houdini is where he was born, which he... Appleton, Wisconsin, seventh son of a rabbi. Absolutely, except Budapest. Really? He was born in Budapest, lied about it his whole life. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. He moved over here when he was three. He was not the seventh son of a rabbi. Yes, he was. But born in Budapest and then said <laughs> to everybody, Appleton, Wisconsin... Oh, God, that's funny. Isn't that great? Oh, and you go to Appleton, and they have the big museum and all that stuff, and you walk through. you know through. his given name that he was born with? I sure do. Eric Weiss. Yeah. Eric Weiss. And, uh, but if you walk through the museum there, I went, 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 went with Teller, Teller and I going, uh-huh. getting a nice tour of the museum there. We go, uh, born in Appleton, born in Appleton, raised in Appleton, raised in He's actually born in Budapest, right? Yeah. But born in Budapest. <laughs> I'm actually going to make another Houdini piece. You know, Houdini loved Paris. He, he yeah. did. He did shows there, and Penn is always telling me I never do anything more dangerous than sit in my living room. Same as Houdini. Yeah, and they do the bullet catch. You right. shoot fucking guns at each other from yeah. you know ten paces, and uh, Houdini did these incredible tricks. He got dumped in a steel box yeah. into the sand. We've seen the sand. The sand moves like a motherfucker, you know. But it was always safe. 
It was always safe because the last guy, you know, they check his hair, you know, check him for lock picks. Mm -hmm. The last guy to shake his hand before they put him in the steel box, palmed him a fucking <laughs> pick. You know, it's like not a pick, Tony, a key. <laughs> A key. Why, yeah. Yeah. Why yeah. do a pick? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, that was one of the things he did. He also did another thing, which 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 is great. I mean, Houdini, Houdini was an artist working in uh, the media and the press. Absolutely. Uh, and he was the first of that. He, he was, was kind of the first media star, to be honest, at least in our culture. And the first you know? to work almost nude. You know, there's always those pictures yeah. of him. But uh, he, he would do this thing where he'd come into town, right? And he'd talk to the uh, local uh, safe company and say, or uh, local brewery. He'd just write him a note and say, listen, uh, I'm coming to town. Houdini's come, or manager Houdini's coming to town. Um, you should challenge him to be able to escape from one of your beer uh, kegs that you make. And the guy would go, oh, we don't know how to, well, what do you mean escape? None of them will fit him. And they would say, okay, we'll, we'll send you the plans. Just build, build this. One. Yeah. Just build one. And they'd say, you build the plans, you do this, you do that. And they'd say, okay. And they'd say, on this date, you challenge us. You say, you know, Tony's Brewery says they can build a keg that Houdini can't get out of. And you go, okay, good press for you. So now they've got the plans that Houdini has made himself, right? <laughs> <laughs> and they've got a guy. There's probably seven or eight ways out of the fucking thing. You not know? yet. And then Tony would say, uh, Tony would say, Houdini would say, oh, by the way, day of the show, my guys will pick it up, <laughs> bring it to the theater for you. <laughs> we, we, we'll, we'll jimmy it. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, you don't have to carry it over. We'll carry it over. We'll send, you know, we'll send the people. They'll go over. My guys will bring it there. So he was just doing his trick yeah. done by local guys. And, and the, those guys all knew it. But what do they care? They get all this press. It's a big deal. The guy's on stage going, we built this keg. No one can get out of it. He's, he's happy. He's happy as a pig and shit. It's, it's good for everybody. But it makes escaping much easier. Yeah. You know, what, what amazes me is that uh, I'm, I really love magic. I've, I've seen lots of magic in my life. And the show that most honors who Houdini was is Penn and Teller. I mean, why? By miles, we're, you know? we're we're you know we're we're big fans. But also, you know, Houdini did this crazy thing, which you just don't see in uh, in performers, which is he had this huge morality. You yeah. know, he would not let spiritualists at the time were stealing a lot of money. Do you remember when grief. you and I took down the spiritualists? Oh yes, I do. <laughs> What's up we with him? him off What's the his air. name? Wu? Wu? Joe Who? Joe Who? Uh, yeah. What's Joe. he doing now? I have no idea. Good. What happened there? What'd you guys do? He, uh, you know, he was the Loops uh, uh, psychic, you know? And oh, okay. at first I thought, eh, fucking harmless. And then Penn said, no, man, they do huge damage. They ask, people ask psychics, should I go to the doctor? Should I have a baby? Should I marry this person? The potential for doing a great deal of damage to people mm -hmm. is really. And uh, he called in one night and decided to challenge Penn. And what we did to Joe, who shouldn't have been done to a fucking dog, you know, <laughs> honest to God. And uh, two days later, man, he was gone from the loop. Oh, you know? wow. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Steve Swanson still writes me and he goes, you know, the thing I love the most about the uh, Tony and Penn uh, bits on the loop were we took down Joe, who, <laughs> you know. You know, and yep. uh, yeah, we did a Houdini thing. Yeah, we took him, took him right Exactly. Out. We took him off a 50,000-watt radio station. Boom, <laughs> you know. When you were at The Loop, did you ever get to review Penn and Teller Get Killed? That was like around the same time nope, you were doing it. No, I didn't. It was a little earlier. No, it was okay. a little earlier, but I love that fucking yeah, movie. That, I, I love the part of uh, uh, Teller trying to get through the goddamn- uh, The metal detector, yeah. Christ, was that funny. I, I almost wet myself laughing at that. Uh, that was great. Um, and the ending is great. I remember the ending is just this total uh, just we all, everybody schizo does. shitstorm and- which, which just ends yeah and, and it's, it's like Macbeth except everybody dies yeah, you know? but it I remember I hadn't I haven't seen this movie in more than 15 years I think but I remember Penn's voice the voiceover he's just like well it's called Penn and Teller get killed yeah. what did you expect all of this and I, man I cannot find that movie for the life of, I'm sure it's on iTunes or something yeah, no, now we'll find but it. you, you know the great trying to find the, it the later great Arthur Penn 
made that film. No, he did not. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I worked You're with kidding. Arthur Penn. He also made, you know, the movie that informed my love of movies, Bonnie and Clyde. Bonnie and Clyde, yeah, yeah. The American masterpiece. Of course. Oh, wow. Um, so we would, so would sit, uh, we, you know, we were sitting on the set being able to talk to... Arthur Penn, who gave, who gave really, you want to who know? Was, who was on our, our little, when we had the jungle, you know, I yeah, mean, Arthur on, Penn was right. on it. No way. I got to talk to Arthur the Penn. The infamous man. jungle was, forum that yeah, you guys were yeah, yeah. oh, now, uh, now, if you want to know. The late what, lamented jungle. What, right, uh, right. What, uh, what Arthur Penn taught me about directing. If that? it says rain in the script, cross it out. <laughs> yes. No, that's no. In Patriot, they had to get a rain machine, and oh, it was the fuck. worst oh, thing just, ever. Just cross it out. Yeah, he yeah. It went, that was impossible for. If it says rain in the so script, bad. says rain in the script, cross it out. Yeah, yeah. Another another piece of advice: actors know when they suck. You don't have to tell them what they did wrong. Just tell Absolutely. them to do it again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do, do do it again. Do it better. Right. He once said to me, which I loved. He walked over to me after a take and went, "You know, Penn, there's a chance." that someone you know will see this movie. So you want to do it better than you just did. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the, the best advice the director can give you is don't suck. Yeah. You know? Was that the only Penn & Teller movie out there? Or is uh, that... We did a movie called Invisible Thread. Okay. We did for Showtime. It was not a full-length movie. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah but uh, there should be there should be a there should be another fucking feature. Now we're there doing should be another uh, one, you know, yeah. Now we're doing Fool Us all the time. You know, that's on. Yeah. Yeah. And then we just. But I did... wouldn't mind seeing a full-on like like feature, like a you know two-hour movie. Well, I'll get on it. A caper. I'll give uh, I'll give Harvey Weinstein. No, nope, <laughs> probably not. Yeah, probably no, not our best choice. <laughs> get in touch with him in Arizona. The uh, is that where he is? He's at some place where they have a sex Ooh, addict. It's way too hot. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's the angriest state in the world, man. Arizona is it. Yeah, I went through Tucson on my way to Los Angeles. Well, that is a, there is a way, where you, that's just your guess. Of that's that's just no, opinion. You no, didn't read a study or anything. Yeah. At the uh, wait at the hostess stand, it was like, please check your firearms before you see them. Oh it's man, like, yeah. And they're not fucking around. Or you know, and it's like people are pissed. So you're angry because they should be able to take their firearms from their seats. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just. Uh, <laughs> No, I just, uh, you know, I live in a city where we lose 700 children a year to gunfire. Yeah, and, and yet the only one they report on is when it happens to white people at a school. Yeah. I know the whole thing. Oh, yeah. no. We we get a Monday morning recap. Every... Not the rest of the yeah, country. Yeah, yeah, but the rest of the not country. Not the rest of the yeah, country. No, well, we pay no attention to those 700. Trump loves, yeah, what the hell is going on in Chicago? You know what? That pussy won't come back here. He will not come he to Chicago. He doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> Yeah, I think he sits in his room and watches three TVs and eats Big Mac and yeah. tweets. Yeah. And tweets, you know. Yeah, it's, and he can't yeah. spell. <laughs> and one, uh, kids. and one, uh, you know, one monkey don't ruin the whole show. Yeah. Things are going fine. You know, people I, give too know, much power to the president. I'm so happy that you were you were an eternal optimist. Every Crazy. time I've ever called Pendulette up in my life, even when I was on uh, machines in the hospital pen, I was going. Never better, you know. It's like, <laughs> hey, uh, there are fewer people starving on planet Earth, not percentage, but numbers, than there were a hundred years ago. That's good. That one number. Also, if you ever get even slightly depressed, even for a moment, go to Wikipedia and look up smallpox. And the first line... Ooh, that's some ugly shit. The first line of Wikipedia on smallpox. You know what it is? Hmm. Smallpox was a... Yeah. Smallpox was the only two words you have to remember. Yeah. There is no smallpox on planet Earth. No polio. None. Two cases two years ago. But yes, almost gone. Yeah. Smallpox killed everybody. Now you it's walk, gone. You walk through the cemeteries in New Orleans, the old ones, you know, um, St. Louis number one, and more than half of the plaques say smallpox. Smallpox was. Yeah. So you tell me, you know, Arizona's an angry state. Uh, our president's an idiot. Da, 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 da. I say to you two words, smallpox was. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine if uh, 150 years ago, you said to people, oh, by the way, in 150 years, there'll be no smallpox. Those people would say, and those people will complain about nothing, right? 
They'll never have a complaint. <laughs> and we'll say, no, 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 because we want to keep getting better. So we'll be complaining about everything always. And you never want to say, because things are better, we can't make them even better. You know, until the gun deaths in this country are zero, we've got a lot to work on. But let's remember that we're doing okay. Good idea. Yeah, I can. Smallpox can... was. That should be that should be the tattoo I get. <laughs> Smallpox. Smallpox was. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Just amazing. And polio almost gone. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, maybe gone. We don't know until we you know, see how long we can go without a case. I don't know when they make the exact termination, but pretty amazing. You know, it's nice to meet an optimist. You know what no, I mean? It really is. You know, I would say the opposite of what the other people say, which is I'm not an optimist. I'm a realist. Things things are pretty good. Your life expectancy is double what it was 150 years ago. As long as I and, leave the baguettes in the yeah. butter. <laughs> Although I will tell you, all your real all your real benefits now are happening in the developing world. All the real strides are in the developing world, which is also great. Americans are not increasing their lifespan or their health very much, mm-hmm. but Africans through the roof. The stuff that's happening in Africa, with very big exceptions of civil wars, yeah. Yeah, incredible, just incredible. And all uh, and the and the changes in compassion. The fewer the fewer wars uh, between countries, mm-hmm. unbelievable. Because we've now reached a part where uh, pacifism, and you know some scientists, not all, but this can make you cry. Some scientists think that the elimination of war, which we've pretty much done, you know, the way war has gone down is so ridiculous. You know, we're we're losing a year what we lost in two days in Vietnam. You know, mm-hmm. um, that decreasing of war. Many people believe, serious scientists, that it's because of artists in the 20th century. You know, the guys who said, we're going to write about war and take away the glory and do that. And everybody thought they're just jacking off. Who cares? It kind of worked. That's what many scientists believe. Well, you know where Vietnam ended? The American people wouldn't have it anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Did you read L.O.D.'s book uh, about about Vietnam? No, I did not. It just came out. It's fabulous. How is LOD? It's doing very, very well. Good, good. It's doing very, very well. Uh, I, I, I love him. You know, one of my likewise. Uh, one of my one of my two favorite people of Irish descent. <laughs> <laughs> well, three now. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, you got uh, you got sh- the Chicago Irish and the Boston Irish. Oh and yeah. When I had you over my house and you were talking. We saw that there were differences there. Oh, big time. Oh, yeah. And similarities. Definitely. Big time. I mean, the Boston Irish have always had this political power that we kind of only dreamed of, you know? <laughs> I mean, we had a Mayor Daly who Although was the, always the king of may our... not be the word you want to say there. The Irish did not always have political power. Oh, fuck no. No, <laughs> no they came over here. They got conscripted into the Union Army, yeah. you know? I mean, they were, you know, cannon fodder, you know? So, um, yeah. Yeah, LOD, man. Lawrence O'Donnell, folks. Oh, sorry. I should have always said that. He's on MSNBC, and he's one of my heroes. Uh, Yeah, he's he's great. He's he's just great. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, we have our discussions. Oh, yeah, I imagine. About Trump. (laughs) I I, I imagine. I would love to be a fly on the wall for those arguments, you know? Oh, there's no no arguments. Here's the the thing. I went down, uh, uh, you know, I'm friends with Glenn Beck. And Glenn Beck yeah. and I disagree on everything. Yeah, I went down to see him. We have that in common. No, no. <laughs> yeah. We went. I went down to to, to to Glenn Beck. We sat down at his set, and I said to him, "I said to him, uh, you know, Glenn. A couple years ago, we disagreed on everything, mm-hmm. and now Trump is president. Do we agree on everything?" He said, "We now agree on everything." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I will tell you another story. And I, I, I don't want to talk about the other issue because I'm very angry about it. But Al Franken, who has uh, been a friend of mine for 30 years and who I disagree with on everything politically, everything. I think Al got fucked. But yeah, know, I'm not going to agree with that. I, he certainly did. But um, I'm talking about right before that hit, I was on Politically Incorrect. Yeah. And I was backstage and Al Franken was on the next show. So Al and I are backstage. Oh, he's on my show. I'm sorry. And I said to Al... You know, Al, two years ago, we disagreed on everything. And now Trump's president. Is there anything we disagree on now? He said, no. And I said, Al, also, I talked to Glenn Beck. 
I said, is there anything we disagree on now? He said, no. I said, so now, Al, you and Glenn Beck agree on everything. He said, as long as Trump is president, yes, we agree on everything. <laughs> oh, absolutely. He's, he's been a great unifier. Great unifier. I mean, the thing I'm, I mean, the Glenn thing Beck I'm and Al Franken agree on everything. The thing I am so <laughs> grateful for to the Trump presidency is the regeneration of real activism in our country. Um, freedom demands participation. Yeah. You know, when you see something you don't like in the world, you don't stand there and yell back at the TV. You go out in the streets. Yeah. You know, you 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 make a difference. You you show up. Yeah. Uh so you know, I, I suppose And a, mostly uh mostly uh overwhelmingly peaceful, which is all that matters yeah, to pretty me. Much. All that matters to me. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like when when people answer Trump with hate and anger and threats. I just go. How much do you want? It's to hard help? not to. How much do you want to help Trump? There's nothing he loves more than that. No. Yeah. Trump loves to do that. I mean, here's another thing that's really important. Remember the numbers. Uh, people have this view: uh, Martin Luther King and Gandhi, two peaceniks that got lucky. Not true. In the history of the world, peaceful revolutions. Are, ha, are successful two-thirds of the time. Violent mm -hmm. revolutions are successful one-third of the time. If you don't care about human life at all, if you don't care about peace and love at all, if you just care about your point of view and you're willing to do anything necessary, what you need to do is peaceful. Any angry word said about Trump, any violence that's threatened, any raising of the voice, any team, us and them, is all helping Trump. Yep. The people who are fighting Trump are the people who embrace each other, people who love each other. When Glenn Beck and I get together and go, you know, we don't agree with this guy. We don't agree with this guy. When Al Franken and I go, we don't agree with this guy. Those, that's what Trump cannot stand. That's what will bring Trump down. And remember, and I was very upset with Obama's Nobel Prize speech, where he gave that speech where he said, well, Martin Luther King did a lot of stuff right, but sometimes we need to do other stuff. No, we don't. No, we don't, Barack. Martin Luther King, very simply, was not only moral, he was also correct. Nonviolence is the only way to go. It's a pacifist dilemma. You must always, always counter violence with peace. Always. All that hippie shit turns out to be scientifically backed up. You and Steve <laughs> Earle on the same page. <laughs> Absolutely. Steve Earle and I, two years ago, we disagreed on shit. Now, I'm pretty nothing. sure you still disagree yeah. on no, a lot. But nothing. Yeah. Nothing. I'm, I guarantee you, with Trump in office, we don't disagree on anything. Yeah. No, I, I would agree with that, man. I think CNN, MSNBC, and all those platforms that were anti-Trump quote unquote oh, they, they weren't they were giving him more power they were giving him more spotlight yeah. it was like there's nothing he loves more than hate I didn't want to see him he on the TV it. and you can see him getting hard yeah. from hate he digs yeah. it and you can uh. see when people are reasonable and quiet it's a total hard off for him do it right I would agree yeah. do it right yeah never and raising raising one's voice in anger I mean just read that I've got a dream speech man I mean, yeah. Martin Luther King is everything, everything. Just write about everything. That's a good way to end this, man. <laughs> You're, I, I, yeah. I could not agree with you more. No, you, yeah. know? you know, you, it's very easy. It's very. I just had a hard time my whole life being a turn the other fucking cheek guy. You know? I know. Yeah. But, but, you know. And that's the thing that's so great. Once you get to do that, others others do it too. It's really easy. And it's a, it's really it's a really great thing. So what are you directing now? What Max? am I directing? Yeah. Oh man, dude! What, uh, currently, because uh, you did that one. All I saw was the one little movie you did with Tony. I did. I did a movie with uh, Tony, my dad, uh, and and my best friend uh, five years ago. I think it hit the five year anniversary mark called Pay Up. Uh, yeah, I saw, I saw the sky writing about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> five year anniversary is a big fucking deal. It was a big deal. The yeah. Super Bowl halftime yeah. did the whole thing on it. Well, you know that was the first project uh, when I was a film student that I ever I ever finished uh, in its entirety. Every time I started trying to make something before that, I just never completed, and it was just it, and it was for the most part it was kind of it was garbage, and I really hated it in the end of it. I watch Pay Up now, and I love it. I mean, there's something really. 
it's special fun. about that. It's no, weird seeing but, uh, myself that big. Yeah, yeah, you, you were know? pretty big, but I mean, you know, it was you were intimidating, man, and you you probably gave one Practice. of your you know <laughs> most you know intimate performances there, man. Yeah. I mean, you didn't. I mean, you played a lot of side guys before that, and I think until Patriot, you didn't really have like a huge role, right? I mean, so in the second season, Birdbath is much bigger. Yeah. Oh yeah, much bigger role. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Just oh, wait. Oh I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, where does it start? You know, he's acting now too. He was just well. In that's Chicago that. Yeah. PD. Yeah. I'm. I'm currently. I kind of shifted from directing to acting to kind of. Because you someday get back to directing. You weren't smart enough. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 well, you know. <laughs> What's uh, the dumbest job a guy can have? Yeah. I'll be an. Actor. I'll be an actor. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. You, you know. No. I think it's a great way to kind of if you don't want to do PA work, it's another way to see the film set, and you can still have this responsible, you know, creativity involved in it. You know, you don't just get some guy his wrench you know just Steve tighten Conrad the script told him and also the the best way behind the camera is in front of the camera a lot of people have told yeah. me that too now, you Steve have Conrad, where, where does he come from how do he get so good he, he he you know he grew up in uh in florida and went to northwestern and when he was 19 he wrote a screenplay called wrestling ernest hemingway that got made into a film with robert duvall and uh Richard Harris. Richard Harris yeah. is just Is it a good movie? Met. It's a good movie, yeah. Uh, he hates it. He hates we it. We love yeah. it. Um because it's got one of the most fearless performances by Richard Harris. He was nineteen when he wrote it? He was nineteen when he wrote oh, it. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. And um he uh went to Northwestern, he kind of fell in love with Chicago and he stayed here. I met him when he was uh preparing uh to make a film called The Promotion, which I was in. And he became one of my collectors in 2004. And then we became very close friends. And uh, um, he wrote uh, The Pursuit of Happiness, which is a Will Smith movie. Was that the movie that kind the of put him Man. over? Yeah. That uh, and The Weatherman kind of came out around the, the same Man, time. which was a Nicolas Cage, oh, Michael yeah, yeah. Caine movie. Um, I didn't see any of those. Uh, you know what? They're beautifully written. Um and then uh, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, which he was going to direct, and Ben Stiller wound up directing. Yeah, yeah. And um, years ago... None of those seemed to be setting up for Patriot. He came up with this idea for Patriot, and he said, you know, I think I got something you can do. This character is kind of based on you. And we would joke back and forth about what would Jack Birdbath yeah. do. My where did the name Birdbath come from? Um, I think from my love of birds. Really? So. Well, he was talking I'm about gonna, this character for 10 years before it even started we getting into real motion, it. right? We were supposed yeah. to make it for FX. Yeah. And they decided to spend more money on Sons of Anarchy. And it went away. And then right before I had my heart uh, event, somebody from... Amazon called uh, Steve and said, you know, I'm now, you know, in development at Amazon. Do you still have the script for Patriot? So I have my, uh, my heart attack. And uh, while I'm in the hospital, uh, I realize I've lost half my studio because of uh, the expense. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, Steve walks in and he hands me a check for a couple of drawing collages and he says it's a couple of birds i don't know which ones yet uh, but here which kind of saved the rest of my studio which i still have and um and he said oh by the way i'm gonna need you healthy in four months because uh patriots ago it's gonna happen and um so i get out of the hospital and then i get cast in chirac which is spike lee's film yeah. and uh Everything I've read for since my heart surgery, I've gotten. And um, you just had a mm -hmm. little bit too much heart earlier. Now, yeah, now clean yeah that exactly. <laughs> but uh, um, you know, I mean, uh, Patriot kind of pulled me out of the grave. I, I, yeah. I was so uh, incredibly depressed because I realized uh, I had the. Uh, luckily, I had the Affordable Care Act insurance. 
thankfully. Um, and that covers all but about 10%, you know. So everything I, every time I criticize the Obama presidency, I do have to preface it with saying, besides the fact that the guy saved my life and gave, <laughs> gave <Yeah>. you money, <laughs> <clears throat> these are my problems. But um, uh, we shot the pilot in Montreal, and Amazon had this thing where people had to kind of vote for the Man, viability that of was, these pilots. That there was were, grueling. There were six other pilots. Yeah. We were, we, you know, everybody who had been in the pilot of Patriot, we realized, wow, this is special. There's nothing else like this. Yeah. So good. And we were trying to figure out a way to get the word out. And, um, and I made some of my most enduring and closest friendships because of Patriot. And uh, I, on season two, that circle of uh, love and, and, fellowship just expanded with oh, all so the folks we yeah you you know and you and you and steve should meet that should happen i well, i'd love to meet him he sees it, yeah it's, it's so you're, good you're around for a couple days right yeah i'm here till monday i'm gonna see if we can get you know that'd be awesome together or yeah something, you know? yeah um yeah but, those, yeah yeah that'd be amazing <laughs> but uh yeah i mean patriot you know, who'd have thought at the, you know, at the age of, you know, 60, I have a regular TV job. Yeah. It's, a, it's kind of a remarkable and uh, unpredictable turn of events. Well, you've had the two biggest credits for the two biggest uh, filmmakers, uh, you know, Chirac with Spike Lee. Yeah. And then you've had the most screen time in a feature-length film on Chirac, too. And then yeah. you get to have the best character you've ever played in Jack Birdbath on Patreon. I got yeah. to watch Chirac, because I didn't you I know, never see it. I got to tell you something, man. I love Spike. You know, he was so good to me. That's based on the not fucking if you do violence, right? Huh? No. Oh, oh no. It, yeah, 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 yeah. The protest. Yeah, it's the protest. based on Liz Estrada, yeah. you know, right. which is an ancient Greek yeah, yeah. Uh, um, play. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I liked it a lot, you know, and there was a lot of controversy about it. And, uh, you know, Rom, the first thing Rom did was tell Spike, um, well, I'd like it if you change the name of this, you know. And Spike said, uh, why should I? You know, that name came from kids in Chicago. And um, I guess Cusack had been showing him some of my columns about Rom, and Spike is laughing. He goes, Jesus, I wish this guy was an actor. And Cusack goes, you know, it just so happens. <laughs> <You know? laughs> an, hour, an hour later, I was in front of Spike Lee, and uh, man, we just we had a marvelous conversation and, uh, you know, struck up a friendship, and... Um, it was one of the greatest experiences I ever had. I mean, I loved. I, I got to see Wesley Snipes again, who I was in U.S. Marshals with, mm -hmm. and uh, I got to meet Dave Chappelle. Um, Oof! Oh, that's yeah. Awesome. Uh, and you know, it was a phenomenal cast and, and, and energy, and you know, see it. I mean, I think you would be. I will see it. Yeah, pleasantly surprised. I'll tell you, I was looking it's, over. It's set in the whole show is in verse, right? You know, so I, I, I was looking at uh, my, uh, uh, you know, my, my options for what to watch. And I went, there's some reason I was going to watch Chirac. And I don't remember what it was. Chief Riptide, my friend. Yes, that was it. <laughs> and uh, I should have known when I saw the uh, uh, CHI that it meant Tony. Yeah. <laughs> I, should, I should know that well, right Well, you know, there's, yeah. there's a new show called The Shy that's on uh, right, right, right. Is it Showtime. You know what? It is good. It is good. Yeah. I, I, I think... watched the first like ten minutes. They're putting in Chicago talent. That's what I like about yeah. it. And it's written by yeah. a, a Chicagoan. Uh, I forget her name. Lena Waithe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who yeah. does? I think got a great ear in him. Yeah. And the showrunner was a, a fellow named Elwood Reed, um, who uh, also was the showrunner for a show called The Bridge, which I thought was really good. Oh, The and Bridge. The, yeah. The, not the uh, Danish one. No, the one in America. See, I like the Danish one. I've not she's seen fabulous. the Danish she's one. She's fabulous, but, but, the woman that's the lead. But the bridge, the one set in, in Mexico, the border in Mexico, yeah. yeah. Well, it's the same story. It's about Juarez. It's the same, you know? same, same thing. The original one was in Denmark. Really? Yeah, it's the border. God, there. i got to watch that. It's really good. And the lead woman is incredible. One of the best acting performances. You know, The seen. Killing was also based on a... Uh, 
Yeah. Either Danish or Swedish they, they, show. They do that noir stuff really well. What's they have that? absolutely. Well, you know, our, our lead actress in uh, Patriot is, is Swedish, Aliet. Uh, oh, really? The blonde, yeah, yeah. lovely uh, policeman. What was that Swedish movie Who they remade? Who does the uh, Rochambeau thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Which I yes, still uh, think is fake. The, <laughs> I think they had some I will bet you any month. You know what? This is a chance to win a bet with Penn. Let's each bet him 100 bucks. Yeah. It's okay. There's one problem with that. I have to take the bet. Yeah. And when I yeah, think there's a chance yeah, I'm wrong, yeah, I don't take exactly, it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> See, this is what you could learn from me, Tony. This when is I a, think there's a chance I'm wrong. What was the one I lost the 20 bucks on the, the leaving on a jet plane? Yeah. I swore it was a fucking Jimmy Webb song or something. Yeah. John Denver. Yeah. And, uh, and I got fucked on that one too. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I'll take money from you, Tony. You, your father shifts his, uh, uh, you know, bad betting decisions to. I make him Penn's fault. You bet on the <laughs> Bears a lot too, man. They couldn't have done your wallet any good. Um, when I still watch the NFL, yeah. Oh yeah, when you stop yeah, watching yeah, right. the NFL, yeah, because of the head injuries. Because of that, and because they let animal abusers back in the league, <laughs> right? Yeah, and wife beaters and murderers, and they turned a blind eye to the welfare of the men who made them their money. Yeah, that which organization is, head, is yeah, so fucked CGE. up. Yeah, the uh, only time I ever I'm, watched a football game was with you. He, he's watching. <laughs> yeah, he's watching I've the Vikings, this, and he says to story. me, "Who are the guys in the purple <laughs> costumes?" <laughs> So good. I remember. I remember. Uh, he not exactly one of the, the guys. I think I last the last time I saw Penn is uh, he, this basketball player announced he wasn't coming back to the Bulls. It was like, it was like Joakim Noah. I was like, oh man. I went up. I, I I said hey to you, and then I told Dad. I was like, man, Joakim's not coming back. And you're like, who's Joakim? And I'm like, he's this basketball player. He goes, oh, he just gets paid to put the ball in, in the metal circle and I'm just like so it's like my my dreams are crushed this guy's not coming back and this guy's making it even worse it's like oh <laughs> the guy who gets the ball paid to fan, put the ball in know? the hoop I know I know and that's like that's you kind know, of the you beauty gotta, of you guys have a hockey team now uh, by you guys <laughs> in Vegas yeah that's not oh, me God. Okay, your city that you live in. <laughs> city which, and you know way, something? I way. went. Yeah. I went to that hockey game. I went to see the Golden Showers there wow. in the, uh, the Golden Showers. <laughs> in, 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 the Golden the, Knights, ladies and gentlemen, the Las Vegas Golden Knights. And then I went up to the booth. Yeah. And did a whole cheering thing for the second section starting. It was a tied game. It was going like crazy. And I went up and said, but, "We're gonna ring the bell. Let's all get together." And they said to me afterwards, uh, "Ped, do you want me to?" Let's bring you back to your seats so you can see the rest of the game. I went, okay, but first I want to stop outside. <laughs> and I just grabbed an Uber and I was gone. <laughs> Tied game that ended up going into overtime. Penn did the whole announcement. They're, they're the like a good team too, right? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's like dropping a stone down I, a well. I, you know, I don't even, hit the but water. I don't. I, I'm not even following the. The Blackhawks, dude. I mean, I'm not. I, I know uh, they. I know they season. didn't have a good. I, we can't, it's hard to follow. More that important stuff. than anything, Zolt and Mox. They're doing great. Awesome. Mox is still following her art. She still says she wants to be an artist, but maybe also a history teacher, and maybe also a magician. She's doing a lot of magic now. She, really? She cool. got her. Uh, she got her date for the Valentine's this Day. This kid dance. is as sharp as the day is long. Oh, I'm sure. She's like, you know, it's like Gabby Smart. You know, Gabby was smarter than me when she was six, <laughs> you know, um, and Zolt. He's doing great. He's doing good, wonderfully. Good. And how are you getting along with the family dog, Tater? <sighs> we have, uh, we are cordial to one another. Nice. Um, there, there isn't. Per- you ever met a man who hates dogs? <laughs> I, I, re- I remember I had to hide Bosco a couple times. He uh, ran out of the fucking back house. Back in the day, yeah. When the dog showed up, he ran out of the fucking house. I, I when, when, when Tater and I are well, Tater's a full size poodle dog, oh, who man. can jump eight feet in the air, and he Those is. Those are some of the coolest dogs in the world. Yeah. Energetic, and you know everybody says how smart. He is, but he doesn't know who the president is. That's one of my dogs. <laughs> that, That's know. Chooch. Chooch. I know Chooch. Yeah. But I, so the children uh, take care of the dog. The children love the dog. They play with the dog. And occasionally the dog comes over, greets me, and I pat it on the head. I no, touch on the head a couple pat times. Him a little bit. Not pat him, I just tap. 
couple times, and then he goes. Pat, away. I'm not asking you to finger the dog. I mean, just, just pet his head a little bit. You know, he he does seem to crave affection, but fortunately, <laughs> he has three people in the household that are very eager to give it to him. He he wants to be your friend. You know, he's, he's it's not simply about getting food. It's I know, you know I know I've read about that. Dogs are capable of empathy. I know, and know? he's cordial, and I'm cordial. He's cordial. We have a cordial relationship. You know, right on. He's as long as he's polite, I'm fine. That's yeah. progress, though. I mean, come on. I, from, I live in a house with a dog. Know, yeah, that's huge. That's huge, man. But you should see if the door to my office is open. I would so pay to see this. We used to have to jail he Bosco. He won't walk in he knows the rooms he can't go into really that's amazing he can't go into my office he can't go into my bedroom that's the absolute <laughs> rules you don't let him come in the bedroom no he won't come in my bedroom or the office those are the rules tell him where huey sleeps he sleeps right in the middle of my mom and my dad like just yeah, he's our you guy, know man. he's like and uh, he the, loves other, us. the other rule is they the children must call him poodle dog not poodle or dog, but poodle dog, in reference to Frank Zappa. <laughs> okay. It's respectful to Frank awesome. Zappa. All right. Awesome. Poodle dog. Poodle dog. And that on, is. Over here, poodle dog. Tony, Tony Fitzpatrick. Max. Do you go with Max or Maxwell? Uh, Max. Let's Max, do Max. Max yeah. Fitzpatrick. And uh, that was Penn Sunday School. It's as easy as that. And we were happy to be here. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I am a changed man. <laughs> Penn, thank you, man. And enjoy your pro life rally. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Followed by the NRA rally there. Back to back, folks. Hey, guys, this is Max Fitzpatrick of the Max and Tony Show. We just want to thank you guys for tuning in to the second half of our 32nd episode. Sponsored by Forbidden Root Beer. Next time you're in Chicago, check out their brewery on 1746 West Chicago Avenue. Big shout out to Parkwalk Productions, home of the Max and Tony Show. Don't forget to check out Adventureland Gallery and the Dime Showroom at 1513 Northwestern. We are currently taking a break in May, but look out for Rick Tellinger in June. Want to catch up on old episodes? Have any burning questions for Max or Tony? Then go to themaxandtonyshow.com themaxandtonyshow.com Tune in next week for our 33rd episode. <laughs>